What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Radio Culture Podcast. My name is Brandon. I am your host. And today I have a good friend with me today who decided to do an interview with me. I want to introduce Mr. Omari Bryant, a.k.a. the Millennial Coin. What's going hey on, there, Omari? Hey there. Doing yeah, good. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, no problem. No problem. Thank you for being here. Um, today, um, just want to give you a shout out for being here and just the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, financial lifestyle, a little bit of business aspect, a little bit of your culture growing up and um, just, you know, giving back to the community, you know, as young entrepreneurs, you know, and in our today's society. But um, today, I pretty much I wanted to start off with, um, you know, we're in the middle of pandemic, number one, uh, <laughs> second half of 2021 going on. How is the pandemic treating you? How are you surviving? So I, I will be honest, the pandemic was was a little challenging for me in the beginning because I did um, get laid off a lot earlier than most. Um, mm -hmm. I was laid off in February um, instead of like around March, April, like everybody else. So I did kind of have to start the pandemic a little earlier, but I was already in the process of building my business. Um, so it didn't hit me as hard as most people, you know, with absolutely no income. Um, and uh, I actually didn't do unemployment until like the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. think of all those months I survived by just figuring it out on my own without, you know, knowing when income was coming in um, <clears throat> for all those months until I want to say probably like until late November is when I started receiving some, some type of unemployment assistance. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. You um you kept yourself grounded for what it seems like you with even with what was coming in, you were able mm -hmm. to just take that as the opportunity to okay, all right, whatever's yes. coming in, and then you have your goals and your vision that you had in plan. Awesome. Correct. So right, uh, yeah, it's right. So that goes into number one, um, the inspiration for the whole millennial coin. How did that come about? How did you end up coming with uh, that platform name? Sure. So mm -hmm. the millennial coin, I look at it as, um, you know, a term of endearment for individuals that are wanting to seek entrepreneurship, but they're a little scared to do so. Um, you know, our generation, which are millennials, are more um, susceptible to not want to stay at a job for 10, 12, 15, 20 years like our parents did or, you know, other family members that are older than us, the generation before us. So I wanted to go ahead and put something together that doesn't just say, well, I'm a baker, I'm a barber, I'm, um, you know, kind of like a freelancer. I just mm -hmm. wanted to make one general statement of a term, which was the millennial coin. And the millennial coin was born um, in that term, basically just to show that doesn't matter how many different things that you do, you're a millennial and you're building your brand and you're getting your coin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is your way of, of your way of life and how to build success. Basically, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you have to be an entrepreneur to be a millennial coiner and not necessarily like if you're a person that, you know, you have a little side business, you're selling um, different products or um, beauty products, stuff like that. I want you to consider that as your millennial coin mm -hmm. as well, because mm -hmm. you're looking at different sources of income, no matter despite the situation. Right. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of um, nowadays in society, what I'm realizing, a lot of people are, are against the whole nine to five. And mm -hmm. so going into entrepreneurship, doing your own business, um, podcasting, whatever the case may be, um, that's definitely a new wave coming up for the generation that we're in now. Um, not everybody wants to work a nine to five. We also like 
creatively, you know, it's just better to kind of like work for yourself, do your own type of management. So that's definitely um, inspiring that you started that movement for that. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was born on my Instagram and I started doing, um, I'm trying to stay on top of daily doing accountability check-ins where I verbally say out my goals and put them into the universe um, and basically putting them on my um, social media platform daily. You know, whatever task I have to do or whatever, and I put myself um, accountable for those things. And if they're not done, you know, I make my viewers go ahead and make me accountable for them. So mm-hmm. something, you know, um, a lot better than, you know, you being disappointed in yourself that you have someone else that's there that's like pushing you and, yeah. and encouraging you to, to, to continue. Mm-hmm. And then I started a YouTube channel as well, um, Behind the Millennial Coin. You know, because I was like, I am looking for content online that basically says, you know, this is how I did it. And these are the complications I've experienced, not just these are the steps. Mm -hmm. I wanted something that was going to show me, but also explain from that that, that person's point of view. And that's why I started the Millennial Coins YouTube channel. So whatever business endeavor that I am doing in the future we're going to show the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to show, um, you know, the difficult side. We're going to show the complications that we've experienced. We're not just going to show all the good and how much money we've made. Mm -hmm. We want to go ahead and show all the other experiences and candid reactions that most people would probably find out later and be like, well, I would have liked to known that I was going to experience that. Right. Nice, nice, nice. So question, what are, um, what are some of your role models business-wise growing up? Like, what was, you can name like, like one or two, like what, who inspired you business-wise? So oddly enough, and I'm probably going to get some backlash from this, I am not a Trump supporter at all, but actually Donald Trump was a, um, a mentor of mine that I looked at as, because at the end of the day, we all have to agree the man is a good business. Just business, agree, agree, agree. He, 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 he is a good businessman. Um, is he also a pig as well in many other different terms that we don't have to get into? <laughs> Absolutely. However, the man does understand business and he knows how to make it happen. Yeah. Um, look at Great. Apple. Oh my goodness. Um, Apple has always been, um, you know, a, a company that always looked to, you know, Apple can just release something so simple that doesn't even have that many changes, but the way mm-hmm. how they market it just you makes market. you want it. Yeah. And look at their marketing. It's so clean and simple. Now they're actually starting to add a little bit more color and stuff nowadays. But yeah. before it was just always so minimal and simple. And you were like, mm-hmm. I want it. I know it only has two other new things, but I still want it. Right. You know, right. and, and that is the type of branding that I've always went through. And um, the company that I worked for um, as well, Smile Direct Club, their owner, um's father, became one of my mentors as well because the man was so smart. Mm-hmm. He he was the head of marketing as well. He not only invested his own money into the company, but he became the head of marketing. And the marketing was so clean and simplistic. I mean, this company went from making, I mean, maybe four hundred thousand dollars a year to shooting up to two hundred million, you know, mm-hmm. within their second year of sales. It was just, it was just insane, just the way how the marketing was so clean. So when I look at businesses and when I look at you know how to advertise, I look at things like that because right. that is just it really shows you if you want to win, mm-hmm. that, that's the way to go. Right, right. The yeah. the importance. I'm glad you brought this up. The importance of mentorship. Mm-hmm. Also, can you speak on that very very briefly? Like as in, it's good to of course surround surround yourself with like minded individuals with people that have like they're already at their goals. Well, um, you want to speak on that? 
Right, absolutely. So mm -hmm. I have a, a barber mentor. So my barber, he's actually my mentor. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing something and, you know, say for instance, I'm doing a haircut and I'm having a hard time with it and I know that it wasn't the best that it could be, mm -hmm. I always reach out to him. I send him a picture of it. I'm like, hey, you know, what could I have done differently? Um, what is some of the skills that you use? You know, things like that. And I think it's always good to have some type of mentor, especially into something that you're getting into new yeah. and you want to perfect it. I think it's very, very important that you at least seek not, even if it's a virtual mentor, you know, even if it's to someone's YouTube channel or, you know, you find an online class or what have you, just to have that, you know, that prospect to go back to, if you have questions, you can kind of either seek the information or ask a person. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely a huge advocate for individuals that want to succeed mm -hmm. to have a mentor. Exactly. It doesn't have to be someone that is a millionaire. It doesn't have to be someone that that is, you know, 110% into the game, but at least if they went through those beginning stages, mm -hmm. they can at least share that with you. So you can learn how to build from that and either not do what they did and still do better or continue what they did, but do it better and better. even make more success for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, the importance definitely of the, in my take on it, uh, mentorships, it's also good to, um, I know they say internships and things like that, but a lot of times, a lot of like the, the skills and the traits that we, a lot of people go to school for, for degrees for, you can learn mm -hmm. on YouTube. YouTube, you know, or just yourself or online. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I've kind of beat myself <laughs> up. I spent um, about $70,000 on a dental hygiene degree. Okay. And if you go on YouTube right now, there's hundreds of videos that show you exactly how to clean teeth. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I spent $70,000 to go to school to learn how to clean teeth and to be licensed for it, but you can literally go on YouTube and learn, learn it probably like with, within a week. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the same skills that I learned. Mm -hmm. College, uh, that's a whole different topic, but um, nowadays I feel like a lot of the degrees are like scams. So it's just like you Pretty can much. learn, yeah, and then they pretty are. much. I mean, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, it's it's modern day fraud. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it literally is. I mean, it's modern day legal fraud. I think I think that's exactly what college is. Mm -hmm. Um, just like car insurance, you know, I, it's just modern day fraud. It's it's legal, yeah. yes, but it's modern day fraud. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is. It is. Um, and another thing, like a lot of the high schoolers or the like, these new generation freshmen coming mm -hmm. in, they they put so much pressure on get a job, go to college, get a job, go into this career, they get the degree and then they don't even go into the career that they wanted to go into. It, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have about three or four friends right now mm -hmm. that I know that graduated from college yeah. around, um, around the same time I purchased my house. So that was about three years ago and they're still not working in their job field. Yeah. Yeah. Still. That's, mm -hmm. that's, you know, but this, the pressure from the high school, it's like, I feel like a lot of, and this is, you know, it's a tip for anybody, but like right after high school, take that year or two off to find yourself, find what, what direction you want to go into instead of um, just jumping into freshman year. <laughs> because uh, so so many people are against that though they're like mm -hmm. no if you don't if you don't jump right in you're not you're never gonna do you're gonna it, do it real. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and, and I, that i agree I, I agree with that to a certain extent if you're an individual that's not disciplined yeah um if you're it's not, not you know um bought into what you need to do absolutely i definitely agree with that statement that you should start right away yeah however you know I mean, you just went through 12 years of school. I mean, you know, what's what's a year off? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, you know, that person may not be as disciplined, say, for instance, of like myself. You know, I was out of school for, for a little bit and I changed 
a complete career path. Yeah. And was able to to succeed and, and end up getting my, my dental hygiene degree. Yeah. So it, it, it depends, you know, depending on the career path, it depends on a lot of different things. But um, knowing what you want beforehand and not letting these colleges um, try to place you. Like, I feel like for me, like they try to place me and like, oh, do this elective, do this like car mechanics and things like that. And I wanted to go for business. Right. I wanted to go for marketing. I didn't want to go particularly into car and nothing wrong with that. But it's, um, yeah, definitely having like a sense of direction. Um, what are some of the goals for the long term you have um, regarding the millennial coin or just for yourself, if you want to just state, but like, what are some long term goals? Okay, well, the millennial coin, um, eventually, when it has a big enough following, my goal for it is to be its own brand. Um, yes. The millennial coin eventually will end up being um, a, a website where mm -hmm. you could go on, there'll be a learning platform on there. Mm -hmm. um you know for a monthly membership you know for you to go ahead and either learn real estate um airbnb startup and start yeah. um how to start a business mm -hmm. um you know there'll be a barbering platform on there if you if, if you're in an existing barber or if you're thinking about going to barber college things of that nature that is what um overall the millennial coin will be eventually yeah um and that's why we're starting on youtube now um to go ahead and at least start building a following and for those individuals that want more hands-on they can get that content but of course it will be a monthly service fee for mm -hmm. it so that that is the overall goal for the millennial coin um and of course you know in the meantime we're going to go ahead and show um how to start an airbnb up from start to finish how to manage one mm -hmm. um you know from start to finish from someone that has literally never done any type of real estate or rental properties ever so yeah. it'll, this will literally be a, a foolproof series that that'll be coming to YouTube, and nice. and I'm I'm very excited to see the type of um, response that we get from that. Very nice, very nice. And um, this the vlog that this is the vlog that you're gonna be uh for the platform. Correct. Yes. What's the name of this? Correct. So people um if you want to promote that uh the name of the vlog so people can support. What's... So um as of right now we don't have any content specifically about. Airbnb mm -hmm. right at this very moment, but it will be coming um, starting next month. So next okay. month is when is when that platform will be going. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be promoted on my social media as well. So my social media is the Millennial Coin. It is exactly how it sounds with two E's, mm -hmm. Millennial Coin. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find me on Instagram there. And in my um, uh, bio, there's a link and you'll take you to both of my channels. So I have a personal channel that has life experiences, um, vlogs and story times on there. Um, for any anyone that is interested into hearing about dental experiences, I have that on there as well. And then also, like I said before, we'll have the millennial coin that focuses on business building, business credit building, personal credit building, and also starting an Airbnb. Nice, 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 nice. I like the sound of that. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to go into the barber, the barber career. So I see you have the Handsome Barber Lounge. That's the page mm -hmm. for just your barber um, journey for that. Do you want to go in a little bit about, you know, how did that come about? Sure. So I actually have always um, had a curiosity in barbering. Um, you know, believe it or not, oddly enough, the, um, dentistry and barbering, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, if you, you know, a lot of people, if they don't remember back, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, barbers actually did, you know, perform different um, you know, dental procedures, whether it was extractions or 
things of that nature to go ahead and help get people out of pain if they couldn't go ahead and get to a dentist. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting how they kind of correlate. And um, I always had a, a, a uh, challenging experience going to the barber as a kid mm -hmm. and getting my hairline either um, uneven or taken back too far or one of those awful experiences. You know, you go to a barber, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. As, as I got older, um, you know, I, I started experimenting with not wanting anyone to touch my hairline. So I started doing my own hairline. Yeah, that's <laughs> straight know, and from, simple, straight and simple. That's how you do it. Right, right. From using, you know, the eyebrow shavers to, mm -hmm. you know, to getting my own little personal trimmer. Yeah. I used to, you know, shape myself up, you know, and, yeah. and was I very good at it? No, but it was, it was a start. So. Um, when I first moved here uh, back in 2014, when I moved to Florida, uh, my aunt told me that she would cover a trade for me if I wanted to go to trade school. So I was like, sure, what's the name of the trade school? So she ended up saying Irwin Tech. She said Irwin Tech is like one of the best in Tampa and it's not very expensive. So I said, sure. So I went and I signed up for barber class. And um, needless to say, make a long story short, I lasted in there for about four months. <laughs> okay. It was it was overnight. Um, well, e evening classes, and I worked during the day, but I just knew that's not where I wanted to go. Like I I wasn't was looking at the long term. Now, if I would have looked at barbering the way how I look at it now, mm -hmm. I would have known that I would have made it very far. But I was so focused on wanting to go dental that yeah. I just kind of was just like, eh. So I, mm -hmm. I dropped out and I, I went full time in, in into dental and became a dental assistant and then mm -hmm. segued into starting my my dental hygiene degree. So I went and I didn't finish. I didn't get licensed. However, I did go ahead and I did learn that I did enjoy cutting hair. I did. Yeah. And um, fast forward, you know, like literally six years later. Now I'm cutting hair. <laughs> nice, nice. And, and I want to um, at one point. There's a lot of, and what I've, I just found out, there's a lot of like personal in home, especially because of COVID, in home mm -hmm. barbers like literally cutting out of their hair. And um, shout out to them because uh, it's kind of especially now going to the barbershop now during COVID. It's a whole mm -hmm. process. Like you gotta have to do a uh, not interview um, appointment appointment yeah. or they can't have any people in the shop and things like that so mm -hmm. shout out to the personal barbers that are doing it right at their home like they're doing um right. bookski i think bookski is an app that you Book can yeah. yeah you can uh do your appointments on there have your clients through there so um this is definitely interesting that during a pandemic you open up this venture for barber you know and um uh, and you're continuing to do it you have your own clients you have your own clientele you're not a shop doesn't have to pay you or i mean sorry you don't have to have a percentage out of a right. shop you know you're you're, exactly. you're still having that um like no entrepreneurship mindset so yeah definitely shout out to that i just wanted to bring that up that um it's absolutely a, it's a whole wave of just new barbers just doing their own thing yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i mean that that's how i started as well i started right here in my house um, you know, I have an extra room and I, I turned it, it's right next to the front door. It was very convenient to just go ahead and turn it into a little, little barbershop. Yeah. So I have a little barbershop in there and, um, you know, it has a work. There's a TV in there, you know, there's a beverage fridge in there, comfortable chair, you know, good conversation and, and, you, and you get a great quality haircut. So, yeah. you know, I'm looking to, um, later on down the line, more than likely later on this year, early next year. Um, we will be um, opening our first physical location, the Handsome Barber Lounge. 
Um, and later on, I'm looking to franchise my brand um, to go ahead and take my vision and what I think a barbershop experience should be yeah. um, and, and making it mainstream for everyone mm -hmm. so they can learn the type of techniques that I'm using to help build clientele, um, how, to how to maintain clientele and how to build it quickly like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, see yourself maybe eventually opening up your own shop or or have a team or is this? Do you... Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I do see. Yep. So I am opening a shop mm -hmm. um, and nice. eventually end up franchising that brand. So I will nice. open up the shop. I will be just starting off as a manager. I don't plan to be behind the chair. Mm -hmm. um, after that happens, um, that's, I'm not I'm not saying I'm retiring, but I'm not cutting hair full time anymore. So, yeah. Um, when 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 that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my opinion. I feel like a lot of shops are they limit the barbers. Um, mm -hmm. And I might be wrong. I know some barbers yeah. just they have to, you know, you're working stuff like that. But I feel like they limit you guys so much on like the potential to grow. So it's just like, no, don't yeah. don't overdo it. Yeah. Stay right here. Just cut yeah. for us. Don't don't try to branch yeah, out. You're, yeah, you're you're absolutely right because mm -hmm. you have to think of it this way. You know that person, whether they're getting booth rent or if they're receiving, um, you know, a, a commission, which is which is the way to go. Um, especially, especially these days, um, you know, that, that barber, especially if they're really good, can be bringing that, yeah. that shop in a lot of money. So they want to keep them. So here, here's the difference. I'm not going to give too much information, but my, mm. um, my plan is for those barbers that do want to go further, they can go ahead and open up their own physical location with the Handsome Barber Lounge nice. brand. Nice. Okay. That, that is the, the overall goal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the barbers don't feel like they, you know, this is not their, you know, their final home or they want to go on on their own. They can't do it. They absolutely can. Nice. And, you know, that, that, that's something if I see the eagerness, you know, um, you know, this will be, of course, later on. But I am in the works of, of creating um, a blueprint of what that looks like, you know, like, like how you build your way up. Mm -hmm. You know, you do this mm -hmm. and, and you're ranked so high and then you're able to go ahead if you would like to open up your own franchise. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. I like how you're going to um, network and collaborate and let others also have like that platform. Um, they're shine too. And it's just not just like, I'm this barber. This is mine. Like, no, other barbers, other people can collaborate with you. I do like that. That's good. Right. That's good. And right. that's good for growth too, for expansion with um with your platform for that. So as in, they, it's... Everybody's getting the credit. You're getting the credit. You know, they exactly. can show off their stuff. So nice, nice, nice. And especially within the black community, too. That's just, it's not just always competition. Um, right, right. Yeah. It's, exactly. So we're, we're eliminating the competition mm -hmm. altogether um, because the Handsome Barber Lounge is, is something that's going to be completely different. It's not a normal barbershop feel at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean... <laughs> just but my whole vision for it it's it's not it's not going to be the traditional shop feel you know you're going to come in you're going to feel appreciated you're going to feel like a king sitting on a throne that's there you go. that is that is our vision um and, and and the way how i treat my clientele you know my my clientele they're 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 more than a client to me they're, well, yeah. they're like family there yeah. we go there we go and that's that's um i like to have like that personal relationship with my barber does that make sense mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely, definitely nice. Um, we kind of get a little bit into a little of the financial tips, as in like um, how are some advice on how to survive, maintain through this uh, economic hard time. 
hardship that we're going through. What are some good um, personal budgeting ways to like maintain your finances like right now? I know this is so, kind of far fetched, but what you got? Yeah, I yeah. mean, like you know, like I told you before, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, for for myself, mm -hmm. I take risks. Some people are not okay with taking those risks. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you do have to kind of take some risks to, to be able to, to maintain, you know, to have, what, to have what you need and have also what you want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing I will have to say is um, going into an entrepreneur lifestyle is, is something that you have to look at by literally the hour. Okay. Um, it's not something by the day or uh, by yeah. the week or, yeah. you know, like, like a normal job, mm -hmm. looking at it by the hour. Mm -hmm. So I literally look at my time as money and like, it's exactly what it is. So <clears throat> if I know that I have um, X amount of clients for the day, I look at how many clients I have. Okay. I look at how many, how much money I'm making in that hour mm -hmm. and try to make a goal. And then I look at it by the week. So how much money am I making by the week? So, you know, it breaks down literally to, to the hour, the way how I have my budgeting. Um, and you know, at every, every week I have a set of bills that I know that I have to pay and I look at, okay, I look, look at it as a problem. How am I going to come up with, with the proper equation to solve this problem? Yeah. You know, whether if it's okay, I got to pick up five more extra haircuts. All right. That means I need to ramp up the advertising. Mm -hmm. I need to go ahead and get out there. Or is there something else that I do, you know, cause I am somewhat of a freelancer okay, um, I see somebody's asking on Facebook, oh, they want a cake made. Perfect. You know, that could be the extra set of income. So mm -hmm. as I said, some people are not willing to take the risk that I take yeah. in my budgeting plan, but yeah. I'm willing to do the work behind it. Right. You know, oh, do I need to go do some DoorDash or some Uber Eats for a couple hours to go ahead and make some more, you know. Extra coming so, out. Yeah. Yeah. So some, mm -hmm. yeah. So some, some individuals are not as, as willing to do the work like I am, but I, I, you know, when before I retired from dentistry, I would just say, okay, well, I'll work Monday and Tuesday next week. You know, I'll go and ask the temping to see if I could work. Yeah. You know, to kind of offset, you know, what if, if I was short on something. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. um one thing that I'm noticing, and if I'm wrong, um, a lot of people, especially now with un uh, unemployment and just like they kind of mm -hmm. had a break that I feel like the job, a lot of jobs are hiring, but it's like the lower tier jobs. So it's like, right. like you said, exactly. Uber, Do DoorDash. Amazon, mm -hmm. like it could be delivering. Um, I feel like a lot of people are got too laxed on um, finances coming in from the government that the whole work ethic is gone. You know, I know pandemic shifted. Yeah. The pandemic shifted so I much. I mean, the work ethic but, was already gone before the pandemic, so I mean, it just kind of kicked it into high gear because it's enabling people to stay home and do absolutely nothing. I mean, you know, I. I am a firm believer in this. This is the first time ever in my life that I've ever re received unemployment. I am grateful for it. It has been helpful. Do I plan to be on it for the remaining of the time that it's available? No, no. I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm actually in the process of going to go ahead and sell my home because I'm going to sell my home to go ahead and help fund my future. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people kind of look at me like, oh, that's a big risk. Yes, it is a big risk, but I'm willing to take that financial risk because I know that I'm will I'm gonna make a profit. Yeah. And I can use that profit to help fund the other things in my life that I want to do. You know, so what? It's a house. It can be it can be easily replaced. You know, it's not not I'm sure it's probably not the first or the last house I'm ever gonna buy or a piece of property. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm okay to, to do that, that step. For that step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like there's, um, like a shortage of, how can I say, um, like, well, I'm gonna say work ethic, but like nowadays, like, do you feel like people pretty much are just, they're just, they're just depending on the unemployment and the loans and people like that. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people did, um, unemployment fraud or there's a lot of unemployment Mm -hmm. fraud going on. Um, that's probably the reason why, I don't know if you heard this information, the government is shutting down or they're going to stop unemployment benefits. Um, I think June, middle of June, like late of June, because um, mm-hmm. and now you have to apply when you apply for unemployment, you have to show that you work or applying for right. stuff. Um, oh, I guess my question is a lot of people just they just just using that as vacation money and not have a yeah. set plan. Do you feel like it's a lot of that? Okay, it's a lot of that going on. Yeah, I mean, plan. you know, you, you see it everywhere. I mean, like mm-hmm. gas stations. Um, uh, you know, just like fast food places, you know, even if, if, if you notice if you're getting your bag of food and there is on the front of it says, <laughs> we're going to give you a $2,000 sign on bonus mm-hmm. for coming to work here. I mean, they're, it, I mean, they need help that bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, and I look at it as, like I said, I didn't get on unemployment until the end of last year. And then I started working. I worked, so I didn't receive unemployment during the time I wasn't working. And then I stopped working. So that's why I'm back on it again. Yeah. However, I do feel like um, for certain individuals, yes, unemployment was definitely something for them. And I think those are the people that have, you know, compromised immune systems. You know, they just don't have the means to, to, to go back to work right now. Their kids are at home or what have you. Mm-hmm. But for the records amount of people that are on unemployment that are willing and able to go back to work, you know, I, I would never want to put my own foot in my mouth and say, you know, well, everybody should go back to work because I wasn't a firm advocate up front for mm-hmm. people going back to work. I was very petrified to go back to work. Because of COVID, yeah, with COVID and Yeah, because of yeah. COVID, especially, you know, I'm working with people that have their mouth open. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I have to say it's, it's you know, ev- everyone's own personal opinion. However, mm-hmm. I do feel like this system is being abused. Abused, yes, um, that's the word. You know, but mm-hmm. you, you gotta look at it this way. I mean, if you have the opportunity to just sit at home and you had income coming in and you don't have to worry about getting kicked out because there's a moratorium, mm-hmm. Can you blame them? <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, but are, are these people being smart with the money? No. I can right. see if you're sitting at home, you're starting to build your business, you know, yeah, you're collecting your unemployment. You're like, okay, I should be done. I should be done with unemployment. By the time when it's done, I'll be able to have a steady amount of income I can make on my on my own. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if you have literally no plan, you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna go back to work when it's done. Right. Like what kind of Yeah. What are yeah. you learning from that besides mooching off the government? Mm-hmm. I know we had a we had our own like separate conversation, but I like you brought up a point that your unemployment is like that's that's just extra income for you. I do mm-hmm. like I, like that, and that's how I, you would think that most people would look at at it like that. But I mean, the pandemic was a vacation for some, so you know, yeah, yeah it was, and they it was saw for it as the scammers. And if you wanted to be a scammer, that was the best time. The best to time. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just, I don't want to touch too much on the PPP loan fraud, Mm -hmm. but all I have to say is, wow, I did not know people were that dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for that loan. I know once the IRS get a hand to you, 
for that, you know, it's over with. It's over with. So, um, how they do you feel? busted a girl down here in Bradenton, not too too far from where I am, mm. and they got busted for three point five million. Oh. How much money they were getting in and and charging people a a five hundred dollar um a application fee or whatever, mm. and you had to pay them so much back or what? It, it's it was it's a insane. Lot. Yeah, it's, it's a insane. Lot. It's insane. Mm, and I, I mean, uh, and funny enough, some of the people that they were looking for were actually like literally like down the street from me. Like that, that's how, yeah. That's how serious it was. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, and, it, and this this wasn't like sheriff's department. No, these are the secret service defense. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about uh, credit? Like, you know, maintaining credit, credit cards. So, mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic has pretty much destroyed everyone's credit. Um, you know, at least most people, most people that couldn't keep up afloat. Mm -hmm. Um, credit has always been a challenge for me. It's something that I do know how to maintain very, very well. I used to have a credit repairing business, mm -hmm. um, and I used to help people get to their financial goals all the time. But I didn't always pay attention to my credit. But I was always more interested into business credit versus the personal credit world because yeah. personal credit limits you so so much. You know, there's so much more things that you can get with business credit. Mm -hmm. versus you can get with personal credit so I'm, I'm a firm believer of course in still working on your personal credit and still maintaining a pretty decent credit score yeah but i'm definitely more of an advocate for building your business credit and getting everything that you want in your business's name yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense it's, um so it has like the leverage for the business exactly, of, yeah. exactly because mm -hmm. if your business goes under you're still good yeah yeah, you can uh, you, you can start a business over. You can build it from the ground up again mm -hmm. yourself. It's like you're trying to get yourself out of that hole forever. Yeah, um, growing up for me, and I wish um, in high school, I wish they would have taught more credit. Learning about mm -hmm. credit, a lot of us or in my generation, they did not. They had very little. They talked about like finances for like credit, but if oh I yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 literally non-existent. Mm -hmm. You know, it does it, it doesn't get discussed at all. Yeah, growing so <laughs> my lessons came from paying back credit, paying off credit cards, mm -hmm. or just like you know, because I had the limit, and so I was just spending and or just spending this unnecessarily. Like I used it for like car repairs where I could have used it for like gas and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wish uh, there was some type of class, a better class, or it's like required for everybody to even in college mm -hmm. to like learn credit. Cause if that was the case, a lot of people probably would be smarter about their decisions, go into business more, you know, take more risks, like you said. Um, right, yeah, right. Long -term. And that's why I said, you know, eventually I would love to have the platform of the millennial coin more mm -hmm. of a mainstream um, you know, use maybe one day they could use it in schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that I would love to yeah. um, to partner with school systems in the near future. Yeah, to share that that platform so students nice. can learn. You know how to build, how to start a business, how mm -hmm. to do an Airbnb business if they want to. Yes. They're interested in cutting hair mm -hmm. um, or cosmetology, what whatever the case is, or dental. You know, make so many different platforms. So if they're interested in any of those, mm -hmm. they can use the Millennial Coins platform. Nice, nice. Um, side sidebar. Have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Mm -hmm. Um, he has the financial university that's like online yes. and guests like that. Um, yes. but I love him by the way. He's great. Um, the way he breaks it down is awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's almost, it feels like a sermon, like a church sermon almost like, mm -hmm. but, um, a lot, I feel like the millennial coin, like you, you got, or for your platform, I feel like that's going to reach 
up up to that level, like as in giving people the right. financial knowledge, peace, tools, kits, tests, take home tests. They do a lot of tests and um, kits like that. I feel like um, that is well, just the, a financial type of uh, just education for people mm-hmm. to grow on. I feel like that's definitely needed right now. So um, with that being said, the Airbnb business, um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, that's definitely interesting because as you see, Airbnb is growing. Um, right. I'm an avid user myself, um, never hosted, but definitely, um, I've noticed that private hosts have like their own, you know, their home, whatever. And then I have seen that third parties have come and rent, they, they pay out the rent, the space, whatever. And then people pay through there and I guess they get their percentage. But, um, right. so you're, I see that you guys are. With our friend Shaquan, um, you guys are also going a business venture with opening up you guys' uh, Airbnb uh, business. Now, how did that? If you can talk about that, how is that? How did that come about? Like, what is this? What was the decision going into Airbnb? You know, going to Airbnb. Sure. So, I mean, this is something that Shaquan has brought to me um, since last summer, okay. and he's been looking and interested into starting that. And I've, uh, you know, I've always had my eye on Airbnb. I even thought about maybe trying it from for myself in my house because you know the Super Bowl was held here in 2020, and I thought about um, when it was coming. I was like, shoot, I can just take a trip and go somewhere and just Airbnb off the mm-hmm. whole house, you know, and make you know make make my mortgage payment that month. However, you know, life has its own plans, and it didn't happen yeah. that way. However, I was always interested into starting an Airbnb, and um, you know, to hear Shafan talk about it and and how passionate he was and how much um, he was invested to get started and you yeah. know his goal sets and his vision that he had for it mm-hmm. was very, very bought in. So I joined in as a partner also as um, um, a, 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 an investor, rather, I should say, a partner and also an investor um, to help him throughout this journey and also to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you know anything about it, it's it's literally, you know, it is a challenge to get started in the beginning because you have to get that yes. It's getting the yes for the property, the um, property. to get started. You know, yeah. we've looked at lots and lots of different properties and stuff like that. But, you know, of course, there's always a cost. You know, yeah. you have to have the funds ready. And mm-hmm. and that's, and, and that's you know, c- kind of what's at our standstill at this moment is is that we've done a lot of research, though. Um, we've also looked into um, a woman that's on YouTube. Her name is Noelle Randall. And she has, uh, has a wonderful platform on YouTube that talks about and um, walks you through lots and lots of different business ventures. And we reached out to her company and um, we're actually going to be doing some real estate education um, and possibly looking into uh, seeing if they can go ahead and help us with the funds to grow it even more in the future oh, nice. uh, based off of what they tell us. So that's what we've been working on with that. Um, like I said before, the content on YouTube will be coming for that really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go ahead and like I said, it is a vlog style, so it isn't going to be, you know, oh breaking everything down, you know, step by step, but it is going to show exactly what the process what the thing is. is. Yeah. You know, we're not going to talk at you. We're going to go through the experience so you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, you know, as, as we get gain our Airbnb, we get our, 
our customers that stay, you know, we're, I'll have the, the blood camera right there ready, you know, there ready you to open up the door. Yeah. You know, this, this is how our stay looks, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to show every candid reaction that we have mm-hmm. um, out there to, to show that, okay, this is what really happens with Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, just side note on Airbnb, they have definitely, I stayed when I went to Chicago, um, it was like a third party, uh, mm-hmm. vendor that's, you know, that hosted this law that I was staying at. And so, they sent me an email, email and they were stating that, thank you for giving back to us. We're trying to help the community out, you know, within the neighborhood mm-hmm. and things like that. So I feel like Airbnb is definitely partnering with like local neighborhood, other vendors, entrepreneurs and um, real estate, whatever the case may be. They're partnering to, especially with COVID now, to kind of like keep people like incomes coming in, livelihood, real estate, because you know like a lot of people, like evictions and things like that happen. So right. there's a lot of empty apartments, a lot of vacant um, properties. So Airbnb is definitely, especially now with just this generation, like it's, um, I don't stay in hotels anymore. I, I just, I like the Airbnb experience because it gives it more personal. Um, right. It feel like home. Um, and I mean, for the prices, you know, depending, but it's, it's also putting the pocket, the money back into the tent, the landlord. Um, the neighborhood, the building, the apartments, things like that. Hotels, you know, just plain and you know, it's just what it is. So, um, exactly. yeah, this is Airbnb is definitely a growing, growing um, company, corporation in itself. So I feel like you guys definitely best of success for you guys for that um, going forward. Um, do you see yourself, you and him? Do you guys see yourself kind of like branching out, doing like your own? Or is this going to be like a partnership as in going to work for, um, well, the vlogging, the documentation for all that? But like, do you guys see yourself as a team moving forward? Or are you guys going to eventually do your own? Like, he, you have your own host, or and he probably do his own host, or just right now? Um, I don't think we'll end up splitting it. I think it'll always be just Partners. just together. Okay, um, great. You know, great. I, I like... Like I said, I'm just a partner and also an investor, so I don't ever plan to go out and do it on my own, Mm -hmm. Um, but I am definitely all for the experience and definitely be able to gain the content from it as well Mm -hmm. um, to be able to help others. So I'm looking at at it as as a platform to go ahead and help others. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. Um, I love the fact like you're a man of many talents, as in you dip and dabble in different um, industries. That's great. You're great. Another industry, real quick, I want to talk about. You said dentistry. You went into dentistry for a little bit, and mm-hmm. so um, that was not your career choice. Uh, but you ended up maintaining that for a while. Did you want to give a little story with that and the dentistry? Because that's interesting. Because a lot of people you won't yeah, hear a lot I mean, about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in dentistry for seven and a half years, so it's mm-hmm. it's been it's it's been a, a it's my seven longest career. Wow. Since I've ever been alive that I've taken on. Okay. I started, um, actually, before I moved to Florida, I was working at a dental office just checking in patients up front. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the many jobs I had at the time. I literally had made it out three jobs before I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was very determined that I wanted to leave Rochester, New York. I didn't want to stay there any longer. Mm-hmm. But I definitely enjoyed the office I was at because I used to go there when I was a kid. Um, when I was... Uh, officially in the States. I used to go there as a kid. So it was nice to actually work in the same office, work with the same doctor, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I always was interested to go to the back to see what, what actually really goes on oh back there. You know, besides being a patient back there, I wanted to actually see what goes on back there. 
I was very interested. And and when I moved to Florida, I knew that that was something that I I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't know exactly what role I wanted to play in the field because I didn't just want to sit up at a desk, um, even though that's (laughs) what my first degree is in is in business. But I really wanted to do the hands-on portion of what they did in the back. And that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I segued into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a degree I is mean, required, right? Just, Are you like as a degree is actually required for the dentistry. Like you actually have to go. Um, so for you to work in the back, yes. So you need some type of certification or okay. degree to be a dental assistant, depending on the state. This time, okay. um, definitely need education and um, a degree for hygiene, and then of course, you know, for you, for you to be a doctor, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, you know, as far as like the dental management side, no, you don't have to have a degree at all. Okay. Okay. Have you ever thought at at some point did you ever think about opening your own dentist dentistry dentist? Actually, <laughs> I did. I, I have. I, okay. I actually did want to open up my own dental practice. There was a point in time, Brandon, that I did want to become a dentist. Um, right. I sat long and hard on it, and I decided against it because it was just going to cost so much money okay. for me to become a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. Interesting, because yeah. I know you. You know, if if the opportunity presented itself later on in life, would I take it? Possibly, mm-hmm. possibly, but um, it would have to be really worthwhile. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you know, the opportunity is still open for you if you really, you know, could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this: if if it doesn't happen by the age of thirty-five, then no. <laughs> yeah yeah because um especially like a black owned dentistry oh that would mm-hmm. i feel like that'd be interesting now mind you yeah. i can still open up that office i mm-hmm. can um i can i don't have to be a doctor to own a, a dental office at all yeah. um you know there's lots of companies out there that know absolutely nothing about ministry but they own hundreds yeah. of dental practices mm-hmm. so you know it is it is definitely possible but um we'll, we'll see we never know what the future may hold yeah yeah, nice, yeah. nice. I like that. Um, I will. Well, for me, like I went into business, so it's more like marketing. I was more of a marketing. Mm-hmm. So now, like my career field, I'm, I work in the medical field. So it's just like I never envisioned um, myself to go into a field a little bit as bigger as that. So with well, not dentistry, but like doctorate, um, nurse type of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. things like that um that definitely that industry is where the money's at you know what i mean like people right. yeah so right. that um i would for me i would love to see more like doctors more dentists especially at the younger generation come up like go to like dentistry school medical school um i think a lot of people are so reluctant on hotly like the hospitals and like just just patient care that it's just like right. as a, our generation and i try to tell like you know our growing up um, the generation behind me to like dream big, dream big, dream smarter, um, have goals for yourself. Don't just be okay with the mediocre as in like, um, mm, I don't want to say just YouTube or something like really small, like, you know, like little small things. Uber is great. DoorDash is great. But like, you know, podcasts, write, photography, things like that, you know, creatively, like I would love to see more people just, uh, if anything, from this pandemic from this pandemic be able to grow from like their passions and things like that. I feel like the pandemic gave people time to sit down with themselves, hopefully sit down with themselves, goal, strategize, plan, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, if you did not if you did not utilize this time during the pandemic, then you know I'm I'm 
you know, we don't know when this is going to be over. So, because if you're not working or, you know, what are, what are you doing? You know, can what can you give back to society? That's that's my in my head. That's what I'm thinking. But um, it, it, exactly. Yeah, I, I did like that, that that you touched on a very, very important word, mm -hmm. keyword, which is, you know, me, mediocrity. Mediocrity, yes. Um, a, a lot of people are, are very okay with the bare minimum. And that is that is something that I I could never just be okay with. Like I'm never okay with, you know. Oh, I'm just making fifteen dollars now. No, I mm -hmm. always was looking for more. More. Um, and and that is what people lack. And I think that our generation is lacking they that. Drive. I think that there's only so many of us, like mm -hmm. myself, that are like minded like me that are not okay with just being in a certain pace forever. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of people aren't just okay and content with just a lot of different things and and that's even gotten worse now around this time that's why i said that the government's mm -hmm. just been enabling people enabling. just to be able just to collect unemployment just so easily mm -hmm. um and now that it is being snatched away the way how it is you know it's going to be a, a bigger challenge because that doesn't necessarily mean that people are always are all going to run back to work to work right then yes. and there right you know mm -hmm. um it, it, it has to be done tastefully you know? yeah but mm -hmm. You know they're gonna do whatever they want to do. Right. However, right. Um, you know, do I see you know the the economy getting any better right now? Not really. It'll get mm -hmm. a little bit better, but not. It, it's gonna get worse again before it's gonna get better. What's your predictions for the rest of COVID? Do you feel like uh, are we seeing the end, or is there another wave, or? I, I honestly don't see it economy wise an end at all. Economy wise, um, if you look at some of the the. Um, the travel restrictions, you know, where we're number one in the world, you know, people don't want us coming to their countries mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, that of course damages, you know, the world's economy because no one's traveling, no one's traveling. putting yeah. back into the world. Mm -hmm. It also damages the U.S. economy because no one is, is spending the money that they normally would spend with yeah. airlines or, you know, with travel, you know, so it, 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 it it hurts. It's it's a mm -hmm. trickling effect. It hurts everybody. Yeah. Um. You know. So it it it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. I was watching a couple of YouTube videos the other day that is basically saying that currency is going to change. It's going to change worldwide. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think that the world is ready for it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like how <laughs> so, they weren't ready for you know, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I I think currency the way how it's going to change it's going to shock a lot of people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are you because, uh, are you big on um, stocks, things like that, um, investing in your stocks? Yes. So yeah. I, I'm not big on it, but I do pay attention to it. Okay. I do pay attention okay. to it. Um, yeah. I do believe that, um, you know, what goes on in the world fluctuates the stocks mm -hmm. as well. So I am, I am a firm believer of that. However, um, I do need people to take heed to what they're doing. They're not just you know, putting their money into it and just hoping for it to grow. Yeah. I need people to understand that this is probably going to be your replacement money. Like yeah. this is probably the money that you're going to have to use because your U.S. dollar is going to be worth nothing. Be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So my family, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that soon, you know, if, if anybody's paid attention recently, um, if you go on Cash App and you, you're going to send someone money, there's an option for you to send it in Bitcoin, Bitcoin or yeah, Bitcoin, yeah, or regular currency. So mm -hmm. those are the things that are slowly coming. That if you're not um, observant, yeah, like I am, mm -hmm. you won't notice it. And and it's you know it's kind of hard to say what's not going to happen when 
things are slowly changing that way. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if banks start saying, oh, you can start depositing cryptocurrency into your account. Mm-hmm. Real quick, Bitcoin. I did see that and I'm educating myself on that. Bitcoin, can you elaborate a little bit like, as in um, how does that work, especially for Cash App? Like that's um, and you can make the money back. That's, um, I guess, what you're yeah. so, stating. I mean, I'm not super, super educated to the T on it, but mm-hmm. based off of what I know, um, it is another form of income. Um, so I used to do Forex um, International Stock Market Trading. Um, and the foreign exchange market, pretty much when you are cashing out of there, mm-hmm. it becomes Bitcoin most of the time, depending on the, the app or whatever that, that, that you're using. Yes. And, um, you know, that's something you don't want to leave your money in too long because Bitcoin can change like that, you know, it can go up, yeah. down, yeah. um, you know, especially if it's going down that day, you really want to get your money out of there, um, because it can change so quickly. However, yeah. I do feel as if that, um, that if people start at least putting aside some bitcoin money it it, it it it'll do them some good in the future yeah i've seen that a lot um i wasn't actually sure but as people were saying that they make money they're getting money back from that so mm-hmm. i guess that's a, mm-hmm. another way of i mean know. i have five dollars sitting in one account um on, on coinbase and i mean it and from bitcoin and it has just growing you know mm-hmm. it went from literally three dollars and yeah. now it's at like I think two hundred dollars now, so mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's just been growing. So I've just been letting you know some funds in certain areas just sit there and yeah. grow. Yeah, you know, and I'm not yeah. I'm not touching it right now because I know that eventually I'm going to need it. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. see um, sidebar. I see also see a rise in work from home, work from home opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was interested myself, but um, I do see people. Well, they were doing it before, but they took advantage of the work from home. I think Edna Insurance, healthcare, things like that. Um, so many things are virtual based now. They need right. Yeah. Well, companies are realizing how much money they can save. Save, yes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and now, especially you know, with the fact of uh, you know, not only do you have to pay an employee, you know, I, and and this is how business minded I am. When you look at certain things, you know, a brick and mortar business is very expensive, you know, no matter how, how well it's doing, there's still that expense. Yeah. You have rent, you have utilities, you have, you know, all the maintenance and everything that goes along with it. You have to upgrade things, you have to update your marketing, whatever it is, rent changes, you know, along along with the economy. Having an online business is so less overhead and saves you so much money. So A lot of these companies are realizing, okay, well, since, you know, we really can't have people next to each other either way. Mm-hmm. And then they're also realizing, okay, we're actually saving a lot of money because now we don't have to pay rent, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of companies close. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a T-Mobile building um, that was like off 75. And I noticed that they took the sign off of it because they're <laughs> no longer there. You know, they want to yeah. send everybody back home. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do see that being somewhat of a permanent thing for a lot of yeah. companies, um, yeah. you know, especially wireless, um, you know, customer service. That will start something that will certainly be more home based moving forward, just mm-hmm. simply because they know that the like, over cost of overhead is, is yeah a lot less. Yeah, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to me, like I probably should have caught that wave early on, but I do mm-hmm. see that yes, cost effectively, a lot of uh, corporations are just changing, transitioning to just basically virtual. Keep it virtual, right? Um, 
a lot of um, healthcare insurances, places like that. Um, Twitter, it was something like even Twitter. I think they were paying their employees great. I don't know if you heard that art. It was an article last year. Mm-hmm. They were paying their employees really great to pretty much just operate from home. And so um, it's hard now. Like if you look up now, it's really it's very it's a tight competition to try to uh, work virtually based. But um, as we wrap up, um, do you want to get uh, just to reinform the listeners where they can find you at? Um, your barber page, um, your business page, um, your uh, blog page. If you want to re- uh, give people your Instagram, give it sure, like a recap. Sure, absolutely. So quick. my main Instagram that you can find me at is the Millennial Coin, and that is with two E's. Mm-hmm. Um, the Millennial Coin. You can find me on Instagram, and then also the Handsome Barber Lounge. Same thing, the Handsome mm-hmm. Barber Lounge. You can find me on um, both of those, and then you can also find me on Facebook as Omari Bryant. So that's where I am. You can find me on those socials. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I want to thank you so much for just this wonderful interview and giving just the tidbits and information for the listeners. This is definitely interesting. Um, and it's definitely knowledge for people to um, just consider on for the pandemic. Absolutely. Right absolutely. Now, well, right definitely. Now. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, I'm always willing to share knowledge. So if anybody has any yes. questions, they can definitely reach out to me. Yes. I'm the Millennial Coin. Um, um, as Instagram platform, or if you don't have Instagram, you have Facebook, you can reach out to me on Facebook as well. Just let me know who you are. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Omari. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in, and we'll check you guys out next time. All right.